0: Thanks again for joining us on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm your host, Carly McBride, Content Communications Manager. As always, don't forget to subscribe to Order Up on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. February celebrates Black History Month. This year, the National Restaurant Association spotlights the achievements of several industry executives and restaurateurs. And this month on Order Up, I'm very excited to interview two of them. Joining me today is Cord McLean, Director of Leadership Development and Diversity and Inclusion for Bloomin Brands. Cord brings a unique perspective to the podcast, as well as a deep knowledge of intercultural affairs, civic engagement, and leadership. Starting his leadership career in the higher education sector gave him the framework to his career at Bloomin Brands. Stay tuned for the insights Cord shares in today's episode. Also, be sure to tune in for a second Black History Month interview with Damola Adamolakin, CEO of PF Changs. This episode will release in two weeks, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. Now, let's hear from Cord McLean, Director of Leadership Development and Diversity and Inclusion for Bloomin Brands. Cord, thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. First off, can you take a quick moment to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about you and your background?
1: Yes, of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to speak with you today. Uh, My name is Cord McLean. Pronouns are he, him and I currently serve as the Director of Leadership Development and Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, or what we affectionately call inclusive leadership here at Bloomin' Brands. Um, Bloomin' Brands is home to Outback Steakhouse, Carabas Italian Grill, Bonefish Grill, Fleming's Prime Steakhouse and Wine Bar, and our newest concept, Aussie Grill. And so while I'm based here, In Tampa, Florida, I am native of Chapel Hill, Tennessee, a small town just south of Nashville that I call home and where my favorite people in the world still reside. And uh, my people are my everything, right? Community is my number one core value. And while I find that in family, of course, I've also been very fortunate to build and and cultivate family and community in all the places that I've lived since I've left home. Um, So I am a lifelong learner, educator, uh, who loves music and expressing myself creatively when those opportunities arise. And again, just really excited to to be with you on this platform today. Uh, especially as I, you know, some might still consider me somewhat of a newbie in the restaurant and hospitality space. So uh, definitely excited to be here and, and share with you today.
0: Perfect. Well you mentioned education. I did see that you have a pretty vast background in higher education. So working to advance the areas of intercultural affairs civic engagement, and of course, leadership. So can you tell me a bit about those roles and how they've developed you professionally?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But before we talk about the professional roles, I I think I have to go back to, to my college days. So I've always been fascinated by the study of people, of institutions and culture and so I earned my bachelor's degree in anthropology and sociology um, at Rhodes College in, in Memphis Tennessee which is another city that has my heart and definitely um, shaped me into who I am today you know outside of the classroom I was that overextended overinvolved student leader I was an orientation leader or black student association president I did some things with student government I was pretty much doing everything right outside of, of the classroom and you know, around that second semester of junior year, really realized, I don't really know what I want to do after this. And so I had some incredible mentors and, and advisors who definitely poured into me and and, you know, made me realize that, you know, hey, those things that you really enjoy doing, you know, planning programs and events, really um, cultivating leadership and, and coaching, you know, fellow student leaders, educating others about, you know, DEI concepts and, and principles. You know, you can do those things professionally. And so that really kind of set me on the path to, to leadership in, in student affairs and higher education. And I had the pleasure of working at a number of large research one institutions, leading multicultural affairs, um, education programming, leadership development, and as you mentioned, civic engagement. And for me, those opportunities really helped me find, develop and express my leadership philosophy and approach and really hone in on the professional competencies of compelling communication, you know, strategic relationship management and ultimately servant leadership. So I'm definitely grateful for my higher education background and how it has really set me up for success in what I'm doing today. Thank you.
0: So, your current role as the Director of Leadership Development and Diversity and Inclusion with Bloomin' Brands, it seems as though your experiences were a really perfect fit for this role, which I believe you took in 2019. So, how would you say your prior experiences have prepared you directly for this role with Bloomin?
1: Yeah, that's correct. I joined Bloomin in July 2019, and my previous roles were the perfect training ground for my Bloomin journey uh, because I've always been in places where I'm doing multicultural education rooted in leadership theory, or vice versa, right? And so um, I often tell people that my students are just different now. Um, same concepts, same focus, same same commitment, but now instead of college students, I'm you know just working with restaurant managers who want to be multi-unit leaders, or corporate executives who you know are are interested in and committed to driving more equitable, inclusive outcomes in, in our company. So again, the the work itself is. Is very similar, and again, you know, the higher education background was a great training ground and, and preparation. You know, my students are just different now. And so the principles and the approach of adult education is very similar. And the biggest learning curve for me really was more of the corporate environment, right? And, and not the work itself.
0: Got it. sounds like you had a really nice framework to, to transition into this new role.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone who's successful has a story of a challenge along the way. So what challenges have you faced along your path to success where you are now?
1: Wow, that's a a great question. And, you know, for me, in terms of challenges, the first thing that that comes to mind for me is honestly myself, right? You know, as I've transitioned from institution to institution, from team to team, from higher education to, to corporate, I think getting out of my own way and owning the fact that I have earned Right, the seat um, at the tables that I sit at every day, and that I do have something of value to contribute, has been huge for me. Right, and so that would be the first thing that that comes to mind for me in terms of challenges. I um, mean, I think outside of myself, uh, one of the ongoing challenges, especially in the DNS space, is the constant assessment of where individuals and teams are along their journey. And then meeting them there, aligning the right intervention, solution, message to bring them closer to where, you know, you want or, or need them to be. You know, while it's a challenge, I think it's an opportunity and a necessary skill um, for those who, who lead in this space, but definitely something that can be, you know, somewhat of a challenge, right? When you, you know, you, you see it, you know where we where we need to go and where we need to be, but remembering that we're all on, on this journey together. Um, and so, you know, just sometimes when I feel like I should be further along or, you know, I'm missing the mark in a certain area. It's just that, again, that reminder that, you know, we're all on on a journey and we're in it together and just continuing to um, assess and meet people where they are is is how you get to ultimately that success.
0: That's an interesting point about you being your own biggest challenge. I think, I think a lot of us find ourselves as our own biggest roadblock and we're our own worst critics yeah. too. So way to overcome that. Um, talking more specifically about your role with Blumen, what programs have you and your team put in place to ensure inclusion within your workplace?
1: Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned before, I do have the awesome opportunity to uh, really lead the inclusive leadership team and, and bring the worlds of DE&I and leadership development together in a meaningful way. Um, so for me, you're not truly effective in one without talking about it, engaging with the other. So it's been fun planting and watering those seeds and working to build the foundation for this function over the last couple of years. Our team has worked specifically, you know, in the areas of DEI and, and driving inclusion by you know, working with our executive leadership team around the competency of driving DEI in our company. We have uh, an expectation that we call the CEO of diversity for our executive team, and, and essentially, what that means is. It's not Cord's job as, as the director of inclusive leadership. It's not Shalina's job as you know our, our senior vice president for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Everyone, especially our executive leaders, have a responsibility to drive and model the behaviors that we want to see. And so we've established this kind of CEO of diversity expectation for all of our executive leaders in their respective functions. They are the driver of this work, right, for their respective teams, but we do provide ongoing education and support for them to realize the goals that they have in that space. We have five active employee resource groups that have been, you know, critical drivers of connection, community, development, allyship, advocacy for um, our team members, you know, across all levels, all brands, you know, our support center, our ERGs have phenomenal committed leaders who just really partner and collaborate and and model the behaviors that we want to see um, in in this space. And so I would say, you know, as I think about what we've done to really drive inclusion in the organization, the ERGs would be kind of right up there with the executive leadership education and, and, and training as kind of the top drivers for our work in this space. We educate and train all of our people, right? So I've talked about executive learning and education, but we really educate all of our team members through a series that we call the conscious inclusion series. And so, you know, like most folks, we did spend a lot of time in in the unconscious bias space, but we really wanted to this year get very intentional about being inclusive right and being conscious about inclusion and so what's really exciting about this particular learning series is that we partnered with a a local organization who used the voices of our people to frame up the content right and so it's not just an off-the-shelf solution that we dropped into an lms and put a timeline on for our people to get through it's really taking clips and excerpts from our courageous conversation series Um, so it's again the voices of our people that we use to Help introduce these broader concepts and principles of DEI that we're trying to educate our people on. And then we have monthly courageous conversations. We do Know Your Heritage Month celebrations and really just work to keep DEI top of mind for our people as they drive the work every day.
0: Wonderful. The the work that you're doing, that Blumen is doing on DEI is is really tremendous. And I know there's a lot of other workplaces that hope to implement similar measures and programs that you have done. So what advice would you give to restaurant owners and managers as they work to develop a more diverse and inclusive workplace?
1: Yeah, the, the number one thing that, that comes to mind for me is make it a priority, right? You have to keep it top of mind. And, you know, I like to say the success lies in the effort, not the intention. Um, and so, you know, I also heard recently, you know, someone said a culture is created because people are committed, right, to creating a culture. And so it doesn't just happen. We have to make it a priority. And specifically in our restaurants, like how do you tie it to the work that's already happening, right? It's not separate and aside from our operations. It's part of how we do what we do. It's how we engage and and serve our guests, right? It's how we lead our teams effectively. And so as we're talking about, you know, customer service, right, or as we're talking about um, a new product, or as we're talking about manager training, how do we include principles of diversity, equity, inclusion in the things that we're already talking about with our people? Again, it becomes part of, and not separate and aside. I tell our people to create the space and watch the magic happen, um, because most times our people just want to be heard. And so, you know, the second thing I would say is just listen to your people. You know, I think sometimes is as leaders and, and you know, restaurant managers specifically, we feel like we have to have all the answers, and you know, we're operators. So people just want to do, right? Fix the problem, you know, you know, move, right? Do and, and have a bias for action. Um, but sometimes being able to, to stop and pause and just truly listen to your people is sometimes again where the magic happens. But I think the the piece that I would add to that is then to also know your limits, to know your resources, and, and be prepared. handle difficult situations or or conversations as they arise and so as much as i say create the space and watch the magic happen it's not always magical right and so um, when you feel like you don't have the right answers or there's a situation where you need to to bring in your leader or you know your DNI team or your hr team be prepared to do that and know kind of what the right Process for doing that is, you know, whatever makes sense and, and works within your organization. But ultimately, I come back to making it a priority, right? It's not extracurricular, DEI is the work.
0: You've already implemented some really fantastic programs, but what else is coming down the pike for Blooming Brands as you focus on diversity and inclusion? Are there other initiatives that you're working toward right now? Anything new?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we'll continue to work with our ELT to drive um, de and and the organization and ensure accountability for progress in this space. You'll hear people at Blumen say this is a, a movement, not a moment. So we want to honor that, that commitment and that mantra by, you know, just keeping it a priority and engaging our leaders accordingly. What's next? is getting to that next level of leadership and and accountability right and so starting to share similar education and expectations um, with our other officers and and, you know directors in the organization this year we're also focused on improving DEI reporting capabilities and really that's so that we can you know provide more actionable insights and, and deeper analysis to our leaders right it's one thing to have the expectation that they're Moving the needle on representation, or doing more in their functions to drive inclusion, right, or, or equitable outcomes, but to not provide the infrastructure, or the right support, or the right education and tools to do that—that's not setting people up for success. And so, um, our team is working really hard that now we've kind of laid the foundation. We, you know, aligned and base, you know, baselined on language, right? How do we now provide even deeper analysis and? and insights to drive the outcomes that we want to see and provide the right level of support for for our leaders so in addition to ongoing education and and cultural programming and celebrations of course i think these are the things that are top of mind for us in 2023
0: i always say data is power yeah Um, so really showing the fruits of your labor that's exciting that you're you're taking that step to really show your employees the work that you're doing so, in closing, is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about the work that you and your team are doing, or where can they find more information?
1: Yeah, so you know, I think it's a, an exciting time for us in, in this space at Bloomin'. Again, as we bring the concepts and principles of DEI and effective leadership together, and doing it the Bloomin' way. And, and that's one thing that I would leave folks with is what works for us might not work for others, and, and vice versa. But I'm always happy to share space and you know, learn with and from my peers and, and colleagues from other organizations, because at the end of the day, we all are in this together, trying to really show up in a different way in the industry, um, right, but also to create a better world for for all. And so, as I say, you know, I, I close, you know, by saying you know, I would love to connect with with anyone out there who is interested in learning about what we're doing in more detail and um, hope that you know that same offer stands right from others right willing to engage and share how they're winning as well so definitely you know something that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in continuing to to learn to grow and to engage as as a leader in this space but to also tell the bloomin' story and so you can follow us uh, you know on our own website if you go to Bloominbrands.com, there's a lovely inclusion tab um, at the top of the page to learn more about just how we're defining um, this work and what some of our focus areas and priorities are um, but then of course you can connect with us on on LinkedIn and and follow us uh, as a company but any of the individuals in this space you know including myself.
0: Thank you so much, Cord, for your time today. And we will be sure to make it easy for our listeners to find those sites that you referenced and we'll put them in our show notes. But again, thank you so much for your time today. You've provided some really fantastic insight on diversity and inclusion and moving the needle forward across the entire industry. So thanks for sharing your story.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Carly, for having me.
0: Did you know... The National Restaurant Association produces and hosts several webinars each month to serve and grow the industry. Topics ranging from hiring and workforce, food safety, and the most urgent and relevant policy topics during this turbulent time for restaurants. All previous webinars are also available for on-demand viewing. To learn more about upcoming and recorded webinars, please visit restaurant.org events learning. That's restaurant.org slash events slash learning. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.